Eagles Entertainment. Everything that move, I don't care who it is. Just do. Give me everything you got. Play fast, play hard. Let's beat these boys tonight in their house. It's party time. It's party time. Let's go. You are listening to the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. Now here's your host, Fran Duffy. That's right. Another day, and we've got joint practice number two to talk about as the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast continues. I'm Fran Duffy, and as always, I think we've got a great show for you here on episode number 403. At the top of today's show, we've got Chalk Talk, where I chat with Chris McPherson about our biggest takeaways from the second of two joint practices between the Eagles and the Cleveland Browns here in Berea, Ohio, as the two teams get ready for their preseason battle on Sunday afternoon. This was another strong day. Uh, I thought it was good stuff to talk about on both sides of the football. C-Mac and I are going to get into it here on this show. Before we get there, just a little bit of housekeeping. Number one, make sure you head on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever you listen. Leave us a rating. Leave us a comment. If you have a question, leave it there in the comment box. We will answer it here on an upcoming episode. And also, be sure to subscribe to the Journey to the Draft podcast. College football starts next weekend. A week from this weekend, we've got college football on our TV screen. So now is the time. Get ready for the college football season for next year's NFL Draft on the Journey to the Draft podcast. Myself, Ben Fennell, the Athletics Dane Brugler on a weekly basis. You do not want to miss it. Ross Tucker every week. We've got other weekly guests twice weekly. Don't miss the Journey to the Draft podcast wherever you get your podcast. That said, let's get this podcast rolling. It's time now for Chalk Talk with C-Mac. Let's get it going. Let's get down to business. It's time for Chalk Talk. All right, time to welcome in Chris McPherson as we uh, get things rolling here for our final practice here in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, C-Mac, take it away with the uh, the roster notes before we get into the action of practice. Well, really, no roster moves. It's really just injury notes yep. and some good news for the Eagles. Looking at tight end, we were talking about the depth on yesterday's show with the young guys trying to make their way here. Grant Calcaterra, the rookie of SMU and Oklahoma, returned to the practice field in a limited capacity. He had been sidelined since very early in training camp with a hamstring injury. All that being said, a little bit of a scary moment. I don't know if you got to catch it. I did see this. So during individual drills, he was catching a ball. It was the back left corner in the end zone. Great body control to haul in the pass one-handed, and the momentum carried him to the sideline. Well, a short distance from the field, it's like a warning track that's like normal like asphalt, asphalt road, yep. and then it goes into a fence. Well, his cleat slipped, and he did a baseball slide into the fence where the bottom of the link fence fortunately rolled up. And so Calcaterra was in between the fence and the ground, but it was like halfway up his body. So you took a moment before to like the trainers all ran over, making sure that he was fine. He was able to pull himself out. He was able to get back out there. A okay. But for someone coming back from the, from an injury, you were holding your breath for a moment that nothing serious had happened there. Players and coaches were ripping on him as he made his way back once everyone <laughs> knew that he was okay. Uh, so that's, that's the way to get back on there. I, I made it a note in my practice notes uh, for today. Um, his first catch in routes on air, all the players and coaches were like, oh, there you go, Grant, there you go, Grant. Like just getting him back in the action was, uh, was certainly good for him. Yeah, so the one scary moment there, guys who did not practice, uh, no one knew here. James Bradbury with the groin, Christian Ellis with the hamstring, Javon Hargrave with the toe, Jason Kelsey with the elbow, Miles Sanders with the hamstring, and Greg Ward also with the toe injury. 
Coach Sirianni spoke before practice, didn't want to put a timetable on any of those injuries. Right. So, um, all right, let's get into the action here uh, after the Grand Calcaterra routes on air uh, snafu there. Uh, I wanted to start this off with one player who stood out to us today. I had a slam dunk one. I don't know if you want to go first. Uh, you were so we swapped responsibilities from yesterday. Yesterday's practice, C-Mac watched the defense. I watched the offense. We switched responsibilities here. So I was over on the defensive side. C-Mac, you were with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles offense. So I'll start things off here. And when you asked me the question before we recorded, I was kind of like, I didn't have anyone. Some training camps you have those under-the-radar bubble guys, those young guys who catch your eye, those long shots who make the push for the team, I feel like it's a veteran-laden, especially on the offensive side, where the stars are the guys who are the ones making the big plays yeah. day in and day out. And 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 I didn't want to come up with a boring answer, but I'm going to disappoint the fans here and maybe yourself. Boring, boring answer. Dallas Goddard. Yeah. Dallas Goddard is just an absolute monster, caught uh, a one-on-one ball, um, it was in the seven-on-seven seven drill. It was a highlight play there. Comes back in the team period and is making another big grab. Had a touchdown during the scrimmage session uh, to end practice. It's He also had another big play off, off a tight end screen that, that worked perfectly. Jalen Hurts talked about him after practice and was just saying how He's just a unique, he has such a unique skill set at tight end because of the way he runs routes, because of the way he bends uh, and the big frame, the way he moves with that big frame that he trusts him to, you know, if he sees him one-on-one in covers, he's going to throw up that ball and he knows that he can go out there and get it. I mean, Dallas Goddard, once Zach Ertz was traded last year, was statistically one of the best tight ends in the league. You could look at his numbers for the entire season and still match up even though Zach Ertz was on the team those first six weeks. I mean, I think we're in store for a monster season between him. If you're, if it was not going to be him, it's A.J. Brown who maybe had the catch of the day going up and mossing. I believe it was Greedy Williams. I got to scan through the practice notes, but absolutely mossing a cornerback from the Browns and then having another touchdown uh, in traffic. Because we should note that all of the teams all were red zone, all yeah. red zone today, yep. exclusively red zone. So. If you're not going to go with those two, and I'll throw a third guy in there who I thought had a strong day was Jordan Mailata. Okay. He had some one-on-one reps against Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett did not take part in team drills. Uh, Mailata said he lost the first one, asked for a rematch, and felt he fared much better the second time around. Uh, also did some great work in the run in the run ses- sessions uh, in the in the team drills today, uh, earning praise from Jeff Stoutland. Um, so, but number one for me though. Dallas Goddard, just I, I said before the week, he was the guy I wanted to see in these joint practices to see if his strong camp could carry over. Everyone's enamored with A.J. Brown and the addition that he's brought to the offense. But Dallas Goddard brings everything, you know, the screen game, intermediate game. He can move around the formation. He can line up in line. He can line up out wide as well. Such a versatile weapon for Jalen Hurts. Dallas Goddard going to be my selection here. Yeah, I thought he had a really strong practice yesterday as well. He had a couple of really nice grabs in team sessions. He's separated from corners. He won matchups against safeties. So uh, he is a guy, to your point, uh, has won every single day. He's looked really, really good out there uh, on the practice field. And the big thing, too, you know, to your point, your initial point, I said this to Jimmy Kemsky on uh, the BGN pod, the very early part of camp. He, I think it was like week two of camp, and he asked, like, who's, who's standing out? Who were some under-the-radar guys? And I was like, 
Jimmy, like, I'm going to be, I'm going to give you the boring answer. Like it's AJ Brown, it's Dallas Goddard. It's, uh, you know, Hassan Reddick, it's Javon Hargrave. It's all like the blue chip Darius Slay. Like it's the, these guys that you would expect to look good. They've looked good. And that's what you're, that's what you're hoping for. Honestly, you want everybody to look good and everyone to come out healthy, uh, going into the season. So, uh, don't fault you for that answer whatsoever. So who's um, yours? So, yeah. So I'm going to go on the other side of the coin. I'm going to go with the young player that you're, <laughs> that is kind of rising here. Kayvon Wallace had his best day at camp today, and it started in special teams drills. So the, the way practice went, you had individuals, uh, you had individual periods. Then there was one on ones. There were receiver DB one on ones down in the red zone. We'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, then they did a special teams period, and then they got into team. In the special teams period, that's when Kayvon first stood out to me. It was a kickoff coverage drill, kickoff coverage working against the Browns and kick return. Two out of the first three reps, Kayvon was the first guy down, impacted the, the returner inside the 25-yard line. And he always, he always brings energy. He's always, like, talking. He's always out there uh, with good energy on the practice field, but stood out right away. I'm like, okay, like uh, Kayvon's, Kayvon's feeling it today. Last rep of the drill, he's the first guy down again, draws a penalty, uh, and so, you know, draws the flag, and, that, and they're all celebrating there because now, now the, the return is starting inside the 10. So good start for him there. Then he comes in the next period. Next period is a seven on seven drill, red zone seven on seven. He gets a PBU on a corner out. Uh, that you know, so now he's all excited. He gets the PBU on the second play for the twos. A few plays later, drew praise from the coaches on the sideline because uh, he locked up coverage inside and forced the quarterback to go elsewhere for an incompletion. Everyone's going, Kayvon, you know, Kayvon, good rep, good rep, good rep. A couple periods later, he gets a run stuff. He triggers quickly from the slot, uh, makes a stop close to the line of scrimmage. Nice job there. Uh, second rep with the twos. Uh, a few plays later. Tight coverage on, an, on a corner out, incompletion. Later in the scrimmage period, tight, uh, tight coverage on a corner out, incompletion, uh, and he's yelling at his former teammate, Deshaun Watson. And I, that made, made me remember, last year, joint practice against the Patriots, Kayvon Wallace and Cam Newton were going back and forth through <laughs> much of practice. And I said it to Dave, to, to Dave Spadaro, I was like, it was Kayvon that was going back and forth with Cam. And he was like, yes. And I was like, yeah. So <laughs> Kayvon loves these joint practices, man. Uh, and he, he really came to play today. And again, it wasn't just, you know what's funny is like, when we have these kind of questions for the, for the podcast after practice, it's usually like, okay, a guy that after I go through all my notes and I'm like, man, I just wrote this, guy, this guy's number down a lot. Or it's like you felt it out in the field. For Kayvon, it was both. Like there were the, the plays that stand out to my mind. And then there also I was like going through my notes and I was like, man, like I just wrote 42's number down time and time and time again. So a, a really good showing for him on the on this day in practice. Well, it's big for him because when you look at the safety position, yeah. Marcus Epps had a strong end of practice today. He had a good day. He had a very good day as well. Anthony Harris is the veteran. You're kind of like, who's going to emerge? Who's going to bring the depth at that position? So there's a lot of guys in the mix. Josiah Scott has stepped up. In recent weeks, I know the Eagles signed Jaquaski Tart. Uh, I know he was away for a personal matter for some time. But you know, Kayvon Walls was you know came from a, a, a stellar college program at Clemson. knows knows how to win. I know you were a fan of him coming out in the draft a couple of years ago. A mid round pick. Figure that's a type of guy you want to develop, and this is his time to shine. So hopefully, you know, he can force himself into the equation. It's interesting you mentioned special teams because one of the things when I was watching the special teams period on Thursday. I was just looking to see who's working with like the first sure, team unit, right. you know, and Walsh is in there with yep. the first team unit. So it's those, those old things as you're trying to figure out who are going to be those guys that are you know, going to eke their way onto the roster. Those are the things you want to keep an eye on. And, and to me, you know, and look, I, let's not blow out of proportion one good day of practice no. right, for Kayvon Wallace. But um, 
I think the the important thing to remember, and it's with a lot of these guys from that 2020 rookie class, right, is, oh, well, you know, this guy hasn't made an impact. This guy hasn't made an impact. This guy hasn't made an impact. I think when you look at that 20, that group of 2020, uh, of that 2020 class, all of these guys have shown really good flashes. I think we've seen some good things from Davion Taylor. Obviously, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Rager has had a good camp. So I'm looking around at, at all of these guys and say, all right, well, remember the, the 2018 class. That third year for those guys, so the Dallas Goddard, Devontae Maddox, Josh Sweat, Jordan Mailata, that year three for them was huge. Let's see what this year three is for for these guys. And and again, I don't know if that's gonna if they're all gonna make that same jump. I'm not saying that, but yeah. just you know, giving some patience uh, for these guys and let them develop a little bit. Certainly, Mailata, you know, might as well touch on him. I know I mentioned him briefly, but um, Hassan Reddick talked about him after practice and was just, I guess, didn't know the whole story about how Dormila had never played a down of football until he was drafted by by the Eagles in, as part of that class, which is such a great draft class for this franchise. When you look at the cornerstone players, four of those five guys, yeah. you know, getting signed to second contracts is huge. Um, and obviously with the potential that, you know, Mylotta has to become a blue chip player, possible Pro Bowl level, level talent. But Reddick was like, to see where he's come in such a short amount of time, like if he continues the trajectory, this guy is going to be mentioned as one one of the greats. That's why it, it was fascinating to see him get the opportunity to go against a Miles Garrett because if he wants to get to that level, those are the types of guys he's going to see. Those are the types of guys he has to shut down. So it's great for him to get that that taste of the experience and that even after a setback on the field that he was like, I need another opportunity because he didn't get that the day before. So really, really good to see uh, from Mylotta. I'm sure Hassan was like, I thought I was the under underdog story on the <laughs> roster. And, uh, you know, because his background is, uh, is obviously awesome. Of too, course. Going back to college or going back to uh, his days in college. But um, all right. So let's get real quick to the, the one-on-one sessions. Uh, I watched the Eagles defensive backs go up against the receivers. I would say that this was a, a not as, lopsided as the one I watched yesterday with the Eagles receivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would say Cleveland probably won the drill overall. The best play from the Eagles side, Avante Maddox had a really nice jump on a on an out route uh, and picked it off. And the red zone wide receiver DB one-on-ones, I love those. That's one of my favorite drills in all of camp because the DBs can be really aggressive and things happen really, really fast. So, uh, But that said, it's tough to get a, a pick on some of these quick throws. And Avante Maddox, uh, quick out route, jumped it for a pick along the pylon. Really, really impressive play. Uh, like I said, mostly Cleveland wins. Amari Cooper had some really nice routes, which you would expect. Um, I would say the other three reps that really stood out, uh, Ugo Amadi had a really nice sticky okay. coverage rep. Uh, Mac McCain had a really nice rep, and Zach McPherson had really nice reps. All three were incompletions where they were right in the receiver's hip pocket. Excellent. I'll go for the Eagles. So I watched during one-on-ones the Eagles wide receivers against the Browns defensive backs. Uh, Devontae Smith, his route running has been a hot topic during the last week or so since he returned to the practice field, and we got to see him get a win down the left side against cornerback Greedy Williams. Uh, definitely getting the good thing started for the Eagles offense. Now, A.J. Brown, obviously he doesn't want to get out down, so he did a great job. It was a short pass underneath. Great coverage from cornerback A.J. Green, but A.J. Brown coming up with the completion in traffic. Uh, Jalen Rager right, a nice out and up uh, to work his way past Parnell Motley down the left sideline for a big gain. Uh, Deion Kane had two wins, including one that I thought was the best route or the best win overall. He beat safety Jovante Moffitt on a fade route for a touchdown. Nice. Beautiful ball. Did a great job. You know, Deion Kane's been one of those guys that, you know, he's had his flashes. Almost uh, every day. Almost every day. Almost every day here at camp. So, again, no 
Denzel Ward, no Greg Newsom uh, for for the Browns, but nonetheless, still uh, an impressive showing for the Eagles wide receivers in this drill. Uh, did you do so after the one on ones? We had uh, seven on sevens, and we had yep. O line D line one on ones. Did you watch the O line D line? I did on seven, seven on seven. So did I. Okay, all right. So what, what happened seven. on your side of the field for seven on seven? So I'm going to go scrolling through my notes here. As well, we... I'll let you find your spot real quick. I, yeah. I would say for for my end again, it's the Cleveland offense against the uh, Eagles defense. Yep. First two routes, Amari Cooper, two touchdowns. Uh, one came on a sluggo, okay. one came on a slant route. Uh, this was, the, I would say, the, the low point for the Eagles secondary on the day, but much better things to come. Things really worked back in the Eagles' favor as the day went on. So uh, Amari Cooper, two straight touchdowns to start, and then the Eagles' defense gets three stops the next three plays. Uh, an incompletion, they got a stop short of the goal line, uh, and then another incompletion to end the drill. So uh, I would say the this was the low point for the Eagles' secondary, the 7-on-7 seven seven drill, uh, but things were on the upswing after that. So the highlight plays I pick out here from the Eagles' offense 7-on-7 seven seven session, uh, you have Damante Smith, again, Gets the first rep, gets gets the first reception for the Eagles. A quick pass from Jalen Hurts. Uh, Quez Watkins got a win, uh, beating AJ Green in the back right corner of the end zone for a score. From what I've heard, AJ Green has had a good camp. Yeah, uh, he's a for, big body, six yeah. foot two. So you know, nice, nice long corner for the yep. Eagles to test themselves against. Uh, and then working with the second team unit, Jalen Rager, I thought had a highlight play for that group. Uh, caught a shallow cross over the middle in traffic for a touchdown. Nice. So those were those were the big parts of it there. Um, from the seven-on-seven session. Oh, Rager had a nice catch later, which I'm sure we'll hit on uh, in the scrimmage period as well. Um, all right, so after seven-on-sevens, uh, we had uh, our first 11-on-11 action. Again, yep. this was heavy red zone. So both of these team sessions uh, both took place inside the 20-yard line. Uh, I was watching the Cleveland offense against the Eagles defense. First play, Sail route to David Njoku for a touchdown. It was. It looked to me like the same exact concept the Eagles ran to Dallas Goddard for a touchdown. You said that on uh, Friday, on Friday yep. night. So um, same play that goes to a, for a touchdown. And after that, the Eagles uh, defense shut it down. Uh, Hassan Reddick had a sack. You talked about Reddick earlier. Reddick had a sack that eventually, is, you know, it was one of those where Reddick won clean so fast they didn't blow it dead, and they <laughs> let the quarterback like keep going. And it's like, oh, is he going to throw a touchdown here? Like. No, the, the, the coverage was so good that the, the quarterback had to just tuck it. Um, I forget if it was Brissett or Watson, but uh, a sack there for Reddick early on. A couple of run stuffs get the uh, the first team off the field. Um, one play at stuff from the backups. Uh, Anthony Harris is working with the second team uh, for some of these periods today, and they, it looked to me I didn't. It was it happened really really fast, but it looked like Cleveland was trying to crack block them with a receiver. So basically, where the receiver comes from outside in and tries to earhole uh, the safety. Maddox looked like he, or, uh, not Maddox, uh, Harris looked like he steamrolled the crack block. And it was it was in traffic, so I didn't get a great, great look at it. I'll have to ask about it later. Um, but all I saw was a receiver on his butt looking very disheveled uh, after the play. <laughs> and so uh, I'm going to give the uh, the tip of the cap there to, uh, to, to Harris for uh, beating the crack block on that play. So in the team session, the first one for the Eagles offense, I mentioned the tight end screen from Dallas Goddard, but it was great seeing center Cam Jurgens leading the way nice. on that play. Uh, the A.J. Brown highlight uh, delivered. He was he won a 50-50 ball against Greedy Williams in front of the left pylon. Uh, then the second part of the team period is where Goddard comes in once again, again uh, catching a pass from Hertz over safety D'Anthony Bell for a nine-yard touchdown down the left sideline. And then, again, it's like Dallas got A.J. Brown. It's like they're trying to outdo each other. Uh, A.J. Brown in motion, 
five-yard touchdown pass, uh, short to the right side, but just finds a little bit of space right along the right sideline where he's able to get his feet in bounds. Uh, Ronnie Harrison, the safety from Alabama, good coverage, you know, but hurts. To his credit, put it, there, put it on him. Put it on him perfectly. Hurts is throwing the ball so. I confidently. was just going to ask you, how Hurts overall. Hurts is just throwing the ball so confidently right now, and he has so much trust in those receivers that it's great to see. I mean, he's confident, decisive. Um, you know, the perfect that's the speed that he's throwing the ball with, whether it's the short passes da- down the middle, deep. Um, just overall, very impressed with his command of the offense. Uh, his comfort within the offense. We were saying and, it last week, like at, at this time, like the middle of last week, that final practice before the Jets game, like he just, he was playing with a, a confidence and like a calmness. And like, not every throw is perfect. He's going to no, have his misses, no. but like, he's just like playing loose. And you could just, you could feel that watching on the side. Yeah, no question about it. So very, very pleased. If you're an Eagles fan and if you're listening to this podcast, I'm probably sure you are. probably are. You should feel very good about where Jalen Hurts is at at this point in training camp going into the season. So uh, second team period for me, again, still down in the red zone. Uh, first three plays, all wins for the Eagles defense. Uh, the Two of the first three plays were runs up the middle. Fletcher Cox uh, turned both of them away. So uh, two Fletcher Cox stops in the first three plays. Kaiser White nearly makes an outstanding leaping interception in the middle of the field. He's playing as like a whole player underneath between the hashes. Climbs the ladder, makes a great acrobatic leap on the ball, just couldn't secure it mm. for the pick. So it falls down uh, for an incomplete Way had pass. a strong day on Thursday yeah, as well in he, coverage. Did he really? Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, he, was, he, so was the, he was probably the defense stand-up player on Thursday. Right, so well, that would be he, right there. He kept that rolling here uh, for Friday's practice. Um, so the, the backups come in for a handful of plays. Uh, nothing super notable. I hit on it uh, in the practice notes. But when the starters come back in, again, the, the defense, just especially the, the back seven, um, really turned things around from that seven-on-seven period up to this point in practice. Uh, Marcus Epps had a couple of really nice sticks underneath. Uh, there was a the first play. Derek Barnett pressured the quarterback. It was a play-action boot. You talked about a lot of the, the play-action uh, boot passes uh, mm-hmm. yesterday. Uh, Barnett stays with the quarterback, forces a quick throw, uh, so the quarterback gets the ball out underneath, and Marcus Epps is right there and explodes into the ball carrier for uh, a quick stop. Next play, defensive line just explodes in the back. It was like two or three guys won and forced a quick throw away from the quarterback. Uh, the next play, down on the goal line, it was like inside the five, Cleveland's trying to run a rub route, and typically with those rub routes, uh, you need uh, some good communication if you're going to play uh, on co- in coverage on the back end. Slay and Epps did an outstanding job passing off the, the little rub route underneath. There was a slant working inside towards the middle of the field. Slay passes it off to Epps. Epps shoots it, and just he was collisioned the, the catch point perfectly. Uh, stopped try of the goal line. All the coaches uh, were really, really happy with how that was executed. Then uh, Avante Maddox in coverage on an incomplete pass. So uh, that was that, that second team period. Really, really uh, impressive for the Eagles secondary there. Now, did you watch any of the special teams sessions? So during that time, I actually went to watch Jeff Stoutland and Roy Isvin work with the offensive line. What were they doing today? It was like a seven. It was quite, quite honestly, it was interesting because it was, he was just working on the angles and positioning against different coverages presented by the defense and the different looks and where he wants their eyes and their hands and their feet placement to be. But it was fascinating because it was, I think about a seven minute period for special teams. The offensive line, maybe it did three reps because mm-hmm. he is so focused on the details of trying to point out every little minutia about where you're supposed to be on this play. And if you see this, this is how you react. And if you're, you're supposed to be here, 
And then he would do a rep and then he would be able to point out, okay, so-and-so looked perfect on this. Okay. And he could go through each guy doing the rep and point out the little things that they need to work on, mm -hmm. the little tweaks that have to be made. So uh, it, it was just, it's just fascinating to watch one of the best teachers in the game and why he's so good is because he's taken this time to go through the littlest, smallest bits of detail to make sure the guys have it. Um, and I believe it was a, dur during this time as well, it was, it was a special teams period earlier where I, I was watching, the, it was the quarterbacks uh, go through some agility drills okay. and, and it was, they have to run through cones, but they have one of the assistant coaches hit them with one of the blocking pads. And it's, it's interesting because they have their red jerseys on, they're not getting contact at this point. So you have to find some ways for them to get adjusted to feeling uncomfortable in the pocket. And it's just creative, um, interesting to find the creative ways that the Eagles coaches uh, try to simulate this in practice. Yeah, no, it's something uh, I talked about in the practice. And it's first thing I watched, they were, the quarterbacks and running backs were going through some ball security stuff yep. and, and ball handling. Uh, I go into the details in the practice notes. Go make sure you check those out uh, on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. 2,400 words today. There we go. We topped yesterday. Uh, that's what we're trying to do every single day. Uh, <laughs> no, we're not during, topping this during, during, that, during that special teams period. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, the Eagles kick return unit. Uh, Cleveland late in the drill tried a surprise onside kick. Any guesses as to who recovered the surprise onside kick? Uh, if he's your boy today, then it's got to be forty-two. It, 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 would be, it would be number forty-two, Kayvon Wallace, uh, showing up once again uh, on special teams. Um, all right, so now at the end they did the same thing they did yesterday, where they get all together, both both teams, opposite sidelines, scrimmage period, everybody all eyes on one field. Uh, the Eagles' offense came out first. I can let you uh, take us through this. Yeah, the, again, Dallas Goddard. Okay, makes the big first play there. Um, uh, Jalen Hurts finds him for it was a 20-yard completion down over the middle to the five-yard line. The Eagles sideline was pumped after that happened. Now the Eagles are trying to work their way uh, into the end zone. Yep. Kenny Gainwell makes a reception on third down to get him to the one-yard one. line. Yep. Okay, fourth down, Jalen Hurts needs to buy some time, escape from the pocket, feels a little pressure. Who comes up with a big play? It'll be number 88. It's number 88, Dallas Goddard. Throwback so Dallas, yep. Dallas Goddard with the with a touchdown there to cap things off. Now, the situation was the team was down eight, had to get a two-point conversion to tie. The Eagles were not able to get the two-point conversion there for the first-team offense, but still able to get the ball into the end zone before giving way to the first-team defense. So the starters for the Browns offensively were not able to reach the end zone for said touchdown because the uh, the back seven for the Eagles completely dominated this drill. Two Darius Slay pass breakups on dig routes between the hashes. Uh, it happened on the first play, and I want to say it happened again on like the fourth or fifth play. Uh, so Slay gets two balls on the ground. Uh, Marcus Epps gets the final PBU on the final play. Quarterback is kind of dancing around, trying to find time. Coverage is tight. Uh, Marcus Epps works towards the near sideline. He's right in front of me, and the QB just kind of throws up a prayer. And he, Epps almost yeah. looked like a punt returner. Yep. But the tight end that he was covering was he had the low post on him, and so Epps has to has, he actually had to make kind of a tough play to get the ball on the ground. But did a nice job of not drawing a flag, played through the body, and was able to get the ball on the ground. So yeah. it uh, was the, Jacoby Brissett again working with Brissett. the ones yeah, okay. just. If you're just they, they did mix and match though at times and did uh, they? today okay. yeah where Brissett uh, was working with twos and Watson was working with ones interesting um, okay they did, they did mix and match in a little got bit got it today. okay just during Watson this period it was Brissett with the ones Watson yep. with the twos okay it makes sense so right, so second session with the uh, offense second team offense out there Jalen Rager yes. Jalen Rager come up with a big play huge over the catch middle. yeah over the middle it was uh, against uh, try and go through my notes here real quick oh it was it was Motley once again so Motley. You know, victimized a few times by the Eagles. Why did the period end there? I'm not sure. I don't yeah, know if that was just. I this. It was weird because there's only two plays. Yeah, it's it's interesting because it's like 
you know, from my perspective, I'm like trying to figure out, okay, what's the situation they're going through? And it's like, it takes me a second to realize, okay, they're down a two man drill, all this, that, and the other. So when they're doing this one, you're like, well, they just, I don't know if they were like, we're going to go through it all with the ones. And then the twos, we're just going to, it was just two plays. It was, yeah. it was weird, but no, Rager made that great catch. And then that was that, that was the end of the yeah. period. It was, it was very strange. Um, the defense comes out and, Basically, what happened was exactly what the Eagles did on their first drive, where uh, Cleveland was able to punch it in. They score a touchdown on a back shoulder fade on fourth down, and they're all they're all excited. Um, but then they get sacked on the final play on the two point conversion play. Uh, I would say the the two standout players for me, uh, Davion Taylor showed up on the first two reps. Uh, it was a perimeter run, I think, and a screen, or it was two, two perimeter plays. And Davion was the first guy to the ball on both reps. And then Nicobe Dean had a pass break up in the end zone uh, midway through the drive. Defense well. was fired. The sideline was fired up. Yeah. For this last period, yeah, yeah. I, I would say I think it's because like it was it started off a little bit slow. Like I said, the, the seven on sessions, the seven on seven session, guys were having to pick each other up. Hey, let's get it, let's get back to it, let's get back to it, get the juices flowing, let's go. So to to kind of get it back around, I thought that was impressive for the defense today. Yeah, so and it's just great seeing the atmosphere again. It's, it's a game like situation. So we'll wait to see what the lineups are going to be Sunday at one p.m. when these two teams clash. Coach Sirianni was asked, and he said. I don't have to make that determination yet. And for him, it's really right now, he wanted to see how much work the starters did, how they performed. Yep. They'll watch the tape this evening and then kind of make the determination from there as how much uh, they'll play come Sunday. You know, something to watch here as the uh, the weekend comes forward. Make sure you check out uh, the kickoff show. Make sure you check out our, all of our game day coverage. Myself, Gabriella DiGiovanni, Ike Reese, uh, on Sunday from the Novacare Complex. Uh, C-Mac and I are on an early, early flight home uh, back to Philadelphia on Saturday morning. So uh, we'll be back in the Novacare Complex uh, this weekend. We've got practice from Miami down on... Uh, Wednesday Wednesday and Thursday next week. So we'll be back here on Wednesday on the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. We'll break down what we saw in Sunday's game against the Browns as well as what happened on the first day of joint practice against the Dolphins. Until then, we'll see you next time right here on the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast.